It shows you how long these characters have been up to the, their old shenanigans. And I'll put these links. Any links I mention, any stories I read from tonight too, I put up on my website, cuttingthroughmetrics.com, at the end of the show. And you can go and see them as well. Worth it. But Maurice Strong himself has been a big player. He was picked up by Rockefeller and personally trained for his role. And then he was given many positions at the United Nations, top positions. He was pulled in uh, when Bob Ray was the premier, I said the governor of Ontario, to manage Ontario Hydro and privatize it. And a scandal broke out when he was still getting up pay from the UN and the Ontario Hydro at the same time. But well, these guys are all crooks anyway, I'm not surprised. Back with more after these messages. We're cutting through the matrix. Many times I've talked about how video games came into being and how they were initially used by the military-industrial complex designed by those boys to train soldiers and airmen into kill, to kill without thinking because they found that people hesitated. Studies during World War II would often find, and there were surveys done right after battles, would find who had actually fired shots and who hadn't. would often ground all the different rifles and, and do counts. These were special units designed to, to do this, collect data and do statistics, etc. But even during the American Civil War, they found that very few people on the battlefield had actually fired their, their muskets, the ones who were lying dead. The military has always had a problem getting people just to kill automatically. Therefore, they designed the video games, and through repetition and repetition, they learned just to shoot the figure without thinking. That's why they also gave it to children as well. They wanted to create a, a new aggressive society, and out of that pool of young people who would grow up, they could recruit them for, for the military and for police who will do their jobs without thinking, even the most brutal acts without thinking. That's why this generation was picked to be given the video games. Now they're in uniform. But I have often wondered about the flashing that goes on in television and video games because I don't watch much TV whatsoever. And around the year 2000, when I did switch on a TV set, I noticed that suddenly, within a matter of a few weeks, all of the different channels or stations uh, were using flashing in all the ads, and even in some of the programming, flash, flash, and even the newscasters were using that too, this new flash technique. And I wondered what that was all about. Well, what they've found is a, a certain burst of flashes, and fast sequences and flashes, can set people off into a more hypnotic state. The TV already does that on its own anyway with the 60 cycle the turnover, the Hertz turnover. But this new technique was far more effective. And someone sent me a link to Darren Brown on YouTube. Now, Darren Brown is a hypnotist, a professional hypnotist, and more so than just that because obviously he's been trained by the same organizations that, that literally manipulate vast societies of people. He knows the techniques, and no stage magician has taught this kind of stuff. It's much higher. He's 
utterly confident he knows what works. But he rigged up a video game in uh, an arcade. There's a special room at the back so they could interact interact with this particular machine. And you see them sitting sitting waiting for a target to come along, and a guy plays it. And just by putting in the flashes and the bursts of flashes at the right moment, the, the young person playing it becomes hypnotized. They then put him in a, in a gurney trolley, wheel him across the road to the place where they actually used for the video game. It looks like an old hospital. And uh, then they wake him up inside there with uh, what appears to be a machine gun in his hand. And then the characters in the video game, the real pe- real life people, come towards him and he panics and starts shooting them all. Now you just transfer that. Now he's under hypnosis. You transfer that to these people who end up shooting people and have no recollection of what they're doing. Just Just think about it. So I'll put the link up for you to watch to show you how simply and easily it was done and confidently we was had done with utter confidence. It's been done many times, obviously, before, and Darren Brown knew how to do it. It's fascinating to watch. These things actually work. And remember, too, with pulsations of, and these bursts, etc., when you're watching news or, or anything at all, they can implant deeply embed, basically, ideas and images with deep within your mind that bypass your sensory ability completely and embed these things in your mind. Science has been used for an awful long time. Bertrand Russell said it would be via television, etc. It has been used for an awful long time to get ideas into the public's mind. And also, there's a guy who was a politician and also he became a top political writer in Britain called Peter Oborn. And there's a, a, a video documentary up where he talks about how it really works in politics. And he tells you that when he went in, he believed in the old ideas that are there to help the people and how his mind was changed so quickly when he found out they conspire along with the elite against the people. But he also goes in to how news, main newspaper stories are planned with, with the collusion of media and the government sometimes a year or more in advance of the story breaking out. It's called the grid. And on the grid, they have what major stories will burst out on which month by which paper. And then there's an uproar amongst, uh, again, the media themselves saying, oh, this is terrible. The public get kind of upset. Maybe I doubt, I doubt that very much. But however, the, gov- the governments then pass laws on behalf of what they perceive as an uproar to deal with the problem. But in fact, the idea had, had come from government in the first place. All planned way ahead of time. The grid. So I'll put the link up on my website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com, on Peter Auburn uh, with the YouTube uh, video where you'll hear him discussing. And he gives examples of stories, too, where this technique has been used. Everything in the media and politics is rigged. And I've always said that the media is an essential arm of government because it's via them that we get what we think. What we think is our reality. Very, very important. Now, Maurice Strong.
Armstrong that I mentioned earlier as a big, big player in the United Nations on behalf of the Rockefeller Foundations and others. But he was the guy who did the, EO Earth, the Rio Earth Summit that elevated all animals and plants above man. In fact, man is nowhere mentioned. He's down at the bottom. And all these things have rights, but man doesn't. And he also has been involved in the global warming scam and everything else uh, to do with the need to reduce populations and and have what they call sustainability. He's a very dogmatic people, a person. People at the United Nations don't even pretend to, to play politics with you and humor you. They simply dictate down to you. And I have another link to him from this 1972 talk where he talks about the need to license people for children, etc., etc. I'll see if you can find that and put that up as well, let you see it for yourself. And he's still going in his 80s, I think, uh, just like Kissinger and all the rest of these guys. I've been putting in 12 hours a day. These guys are fanatics, utter fanatics. They never retire. But here's an article on uh, the global warming scam uh, from the telegraph.co.uk. Because recently, um, an expedition was sent across the Arctic uh, with the idea of raising public consciousness by showing you how badly it's melting. And here's what happened. It said, global warming explorers in Arctic get nasty shock. The polar ice caps are blooming freezing by James Dillingpole, May 15th. His hurrah, intrepid explorer Penn Haddo and his Kathleen Arctic survey team are off the polar ice cap and safe and well that were freezing to death. This is a huge relief to those many of us well-wishers concerned that they were doomed to die either by frostbite attacked by one of the numerous killer polar bears that stalked the region or shame that their expedition had turned out to be such a scottastic flop. They set out to the high Arctic 73 days ago full of high hopes. They were going to tramp all the way to the North Pole, but were frustrated by the unseasonal cold. They were going to march 1,000 kilometers. They managed 434. Above all, they were going to raise awareness of climate change by drilling lots of holes in the polar ice cap so as to show how worryingly thin it is and in how imminent danger of doom. But their equipment broke in the freezing temperatures, and anyway, as Christopher Booker reported the other day, there, there are U.S. Army boys which already do this job perfectly well and have found that since last March, the ice has thickened by at least half a meter. And now to cap it all, just comes all the still more tragic news that the Arctic isn't warming up dramatically after all. According to figures from the Danish Meteorological Institute, as posted by Stephen Goddard on the inestimable What's Up with the, that site, the Arctic temperatures have barely changed since the start of their records in 1958. The Arctic was in fact warmer in the 1940s than it is now, but cooled down between 1940 and 1980. For the sake of our children and grandchildren, I pray that we will heed the findings of the Captain Arctic Survey, said the Prince of Wales, when he launched what he called this remarkably important project. He was hoping too they'd find nothing but slush. For once, HRH and I are in complete agreement thanks to this expedition's selfless heroism. We know we know that the Arctic is extremely parky, meaning cold, even parkier, in fact, than we could ever have suspected. We can put out our melting ice cap terror on hold for a while, and our fears about melting polar bears. Drinks all around, I say, creme de menthe, frappe anyone, he says. 
So uh, there you go again. Lies, see, lies and, and deceptions uh, are used all the time by those who have the big agendas. It's so important to realize that perception is more important than reality. Perception. That's what they've said at the top for, for many, many years. They can give you a certain view of things, albeit foggy or completely bogus, and as long as done with repetition and put across by experts, your perception of it will be completely altered, distorted into what they want you to believe. And you will disregard your own eyes and believe the perception that's given to you. I'll be back with more on this after these messages. Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the matrix. Here's an article from Switzerland that's called the Daily Bell Archive. They're talking about the Federal Reserve of the U.S. It says here, beginning of the end, the Fed cannot account for $9 trillion. The Federal Reserve apparently account for, can account for $9 trillion in off-balance sheet transactions when Representative Alan Grayson, Democrat Orlando, asked Inspector General Elizabeth Coleman of the Federal Reserve some very basic questions about where the trillions of dollars that have come from the Fed's expanded balance sheet the IG didn't know. Worse, nobody at the Fed seems to have any idea what the losses on its $2 trillion portfolio really are. I'm shocked to find out that nobody at the Federal Reserve is keeping track of anything, Grayson Tellett says. Grayson asked Coleman if her agency had done any research into the decision not to save Lehman Brothers, which sent shockwaves through the entire financial system. Coleman said it had not. What about the $1 trillion-plus expansion of the Federal Reserve's balance sheet since last September? Grayson asked. We have different connotations, Coleman replied. We're actually conducting a fairly high-level review of the various lending facilities collectively, this, is, this translates as, as this. No one at the Federal Reserve knows where the money went. That's from the Money News as well. They published that too. It says here, some troubles need to be resolved. The free market analysis, we saw the interview with Elizabeth Coleman on TV and then again and again and again on YouTube.com. It's entitled, Is Anyone Minding the Store at the Federal Reserve? And it's one of the single most astonishing moments or minutes ever manifested or preserved in this already amazing digital era. A century ago, when the powers that be pushed through the act that set up the American Federal Reserve, which basically kicked off the central banking era in America and abroad, the kind of technological ubiquity offered by the Internet would certainly have been seen as a major and alarming challenge. Well, it is. The Grayson-Coleman confrontation has to be seen to be believed, and even then it may not seem quite believable. How could the Fed, in all its moneyed majesty, offer up someone so unprepared to answer the questions of a single quiet and persevering congressman? Grayson is a liberal, socialist-orientated legislator, good, the good government type who is fast making a reputation for taking on government corruption. He's pro-regulation, 
but has been, not been shy about confronting high-profile institutions. He may not want to shut down the Federal Reserve, but he certainly wants it to make it operate under additional scrutiny. And he makes it clear he believes the Fed needs it, and now Coleman knows it. During the questioning of Coleman, Grayson asked her over and over if there is a formal accounting available for the trillions in off-book balance sheet activity for the Fed. He asked patiently and repeats the question many times. Coleman stutters, makes statements that are obviously evasive, and finally all but admits that she actually has no authority even to examine the Fed off-balance sheet activities. She admits this in a frazzled manner, but only after losing her way so badly that she asked Grayson to repeat the question, which is already asked about ten times. What the scenario seems to show us, and this has already been suggested by the increasingly querulous appearances of Ben Bernanke, is that the huge monetary and organizational powers of the Fed are a thousand miles wide and an inch deep. Two, the corporation can create tens of trillions of dollars out of thin air, but such power is not easily shared. Even the heads of large money center banks are not necessarily part of the very small inner circle of the Fed. It is a group that seems to function almost on a need-to-know basis, and its public resources, its PR departments, are seemingly a great deal less massive than its monetary leverage. The result is that the Fed is having lots of trouble this most, with this most recent meltdown. First of all, this is the most terrible financial crisis in a long way from over, and the longer it goes on, the more the blame is apportioned beyond financial centers and banks eventually spilling unlike, say, 1930s, over to central banks themselves. Second, available technology means every part of the crisis is playing out in real time with tens of millions watching and commenting. Third, the Fed is not set up as a public entity, and its corporate culture is not one that easily provides insight or is amenable to a much-needed advertising campaign. But it boils down to this. It's just a secret institution, very, very secretive, and it has been since its beginning and its foundation. And really, we'll never ever get to the bottom of anything with institutions of this size. They're so well protected, and there's lots and lots of politicians will cover up for them too because they know where their bread is buttered. This is the world in which we live, but there's a caller from Texas. I'll take him first before I go on with the next article. Rex, are you there? Yeah, speaking. Yes, go ahead. Hey, Alan, I, I was just listening to your last little bit there, and, uh, you know, it, it amazes me that, uh, you know, you, you never resort to any kind of wild, you know, tirades or dramatics. All you do is speak the truth, you know, just very plainly, and that's all, you know, that's all it takes to condemn this world. It's, it's just yeah. simple truth, you know? Simple it, truth. It's, it's, it is simple, yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it is the harshest judgment I can imagine you know, brought down upon this this thing, this this civilization that we have. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. I. You know. I just wanted to say something. Something I've been sort of struggling with and suffering with for a while now, and I I, I seem to come to some kind of catharsis on it. And that's this whole notion of um, you know nothing is real. I, I tell you, hold on. I hear the music coming, and we'll go into that exactly. It's a good topic after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. 
Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watts. We're cutting through the Matrix, talking to Rex from Texas on the unreality, basically, how everything is, is technically unreal in this system that we're born into. Are you still there, Rex? Yeah, I am here. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and tell uh, me. I, I was just going to say that, you know, I, I've been dealing with this, uh, you know, for a while now. And, you know, it seems to me that, you know, we're, we find ourselves in this matrix, you know, as you say. And it is an artificial construct, you know. It's an artificial creation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because we're, we're sort of, you know, it, it's just like we're, we're completely submerged into this bubble, you know, we start to doubt whether or not there is a, a reality out there. And by reality, I mean there's some there's there's a truth out there, a truth that's good and profound, you know, mm-hmm. and and selfless, you know. And I see so many people that, that you know they're aware of all the things you're saying. They they understand what you're saying, but they just they 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 turn to nihilism, you know. They turn yeah. to liquor or drugs or mm-hmm. you know they just they fall apart, you know. They they that's see fine. they see how flimsy the reality offered is. You know, and they just sort of just go to pieces. But I, I would just like to, to offer to them that if you can find your way past, you know, all of this, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Fox News and the, you know, the MTV and just the emptiness of all of it, if you can just step into nature for a minute, there is a reality out there that is good, you know, and means well. Life is still a gift, you know. Yeah, it is a gift, yeah. Yeah. And, and life is precious, you know. And, you know, that, that just tells me that these, these, these people, and I use that word loosely, mm-hmm. that are tinkering with, you know, the code of life and, and doing all these unspeakable things, including abortion, genetic manipulation, they're incredibly arrogant, and they have profaned something that is extremely sacred, you know. Yeah, and the, and the main thing, too, is, you see, they've been training the public intergenerationally to, to also believe the same thing. Yeah, they're, and they're, when we do, when we do come to that conclusion, we're conquered because uh, they at, at the top then can do whatever they wish with us, and we will say, well, yes, they can. We're nothing special after all. That's what we believe. And yeah. and they have made us into what they are mm-hmm. at that point, you know. And it, it just it doesn't. And another thing you always mention, you know, about about the, the higher powers above you. You hear all these guys talking about the. You know, I don't know the the reptoids or whatever that engineered us. You know, mm. I, I don't care what higher power is above us. You know, anything that would impose itself on you know our you know experience here. Yeah. You know, is a manipulation. It's an overt manipulation, yeah. and it's, it is not the creator. I don't care how powerful it is. That's I don't right. care how mystical it seems. Mm-hmm. You know, that That's is right. not the creator. They have to use sciences. They have to use, as say, long-term uh, indoctrinations, intergenerational changes. That's not a god. These are scientists. Exactly. And uh, they have no more right to decide the future of the world and who lives in it uh, than we do with anything else. Uh, that's what we have to understand. They are not better than us. Remember what Russell said they trained the public to obey scientists and to believe they were the experts were in charge. Well, they're not in charge. No one put them in charge. No one voted them in charge. They've just uh, put themselves there gradually through indoctrinating the public, and we have to put them back down in their proper place. Right. You're absolutely right. You know, and there, there's a whole host of manipulations going on in this world right now. 
mm-hmm. and you know people are are starting to fear the manipulation and what yeah. I would say is is that you know this this life you know and I'm not just speaking of human life I'm speaking of life across the board life is creation life life is so brilliant it is it whatever generates you know this 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 thing we call life what we are it is so brilliant so loving mm-hmm. that no matter no matter how far the darkness goes to, to mm-hmm. squelch it yeah. some part of it will still remain something will overcome mm-hmm. and you know ultimately you know however dark it gets don't don't lose heart you know don't lose yeah. faith because because you know there will be a time you know in this reality mm-hmm. where you know life life is it just comes into its own it overcomes all you know what I mean it has to overcome but again it takes people who know the histories that's right. We, we, can't, we, we yeah. cannot sit by and just rely on, you know, an external God or, or you know, yeah. whatever, you know, the New Agers call it 2012, whatever, whatever external thing you're hoping, mm-hmm. you know, is going to come down and save. No, nothing's going to save you. Yeah. You know, the reason you have the capacity for faith, the reason you have the capacity for compassion, empathy, those, those are the tools that life has provided you. To, yes. You know that is that we are the way in which life overcomes the darkness. Yeah, that's right. When you see the, how the other side have done it, as I say, they've taken, it's taken them. Mil- they have the money. You see, they went first to, co- to to gain control over the money supply. Pike talk, talked about that. They become masters over the masters of the world. Then they used that with their foundations and their scientists and their media to to propagandize the general public. So they've done it all through the use of sciences and hard, uh, ongoing work. They never let up. That's right. That is so exactly we, can see, right. we can fight it back the same way. It would never let up. And we, we counter their, their, their propaganda by showing logic and fact and truth. You know, I, yeah. just, I just read somewhere that 20% of the human genome has been patented, com- yeah. commercially patented. That's right. Or they own it. They own I mean, it. I, I can't think of a more... Petty mm-hmm. evil, a more despicable thing for yeah. for anyone to you know. It, I mean, when they when they were claiming the rights to mountains and mines and rivers, mm-hmm. you know, and all the natural resources. Now now they're taking our water. You know, the water yeah, is theirs. And the food. Yeah. yeah. So I, I can't think of a more despicable arrogance. You know what I mean? It, it is. It's utter godlike arrogance. They truly believe they are godlike because they have all this power to do as they wish. And I'll tell you what, I, I can't, you know, this is going to happen, that these, these men are blinded by arrogance, and they are going to pull all of it crashing down on their heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a matter of time. This, the sad thing is, the sad, you know, I, just, I watched a clip on YouTube about, you know, uh, the, the, the people living in Gaza, you know, yeah. that are suffering this atrocity right now. You know, mm-hmm. their, their babies are being murdered, you know. Yeah. I mean, we have to... We have to the, we, we can't just sit by and live through this and expect a God to come and save us. We no. have we have got to, you know, do something to to show, you know, our opposition to this thing. We have to oppose it. Yes. You know, we have. I, to. I keep telling people that this big eating machine that we have over in the Middle East that's finishing off and standardizing the last of the Muslim countries into a new world order system, that's all coming home. And all that compassion that you didn't use, didn't use on those who are being eaten up across there will be, uh, there'll be no compassion for you when the machine is eating you up back home. 
Uh, and so if you don't cry for others, who's going to cry for you? That's the bottom line. Uh, exactly we've got to have right. compassion for other people, too. I see, you know, Alan, I see a lot of good people in this world. You know, whether or not they're, they're woken up, you know, to the true, you know, ultimate nature of, you know, this evil that runs the world or not. Yeah. You know, there, there are a lot of very good people, mm-hmm. you know, in this world. And I, I see them speaking out, but I just... I, I see they they do sort of have blinders on, you know. They they yep. don't want to acknowledge the depths of the depravity. You know what I mean? But the depths are, as I see, if you cannot cross that last line, there's a last line you must cross, and that's when you realize through your own uh, investigations and the evidence you uncover is there that you have been purposely being killed. You have been uh, poisoned. They are killing you off. They've been doing it since you were born through inoculations. There's no doubt. They have purposely been sterilizing you, and the evidence is all out there. I've gone through many, much of this stuff myself on the air. What are you going to do with people who've already put these uh, plans into action? They're not just talking about it. These guys are the executioner. The axe is coming down. They cannot pull it back now. It's halfway down to your head. Right. Um, how do you negotiate with people who technically are cool, very cool, uh, cold-blooded planners and murderers? These are the guys who plan to take out countries. These, these guys have uh, statisticians in there who will, who will actually project the killing rate in per country, etc. I, w- I, the- I, I would stop you there and just try to remind you that their, their, their strength and power is... is they rely on, you know, the, the decent people that maybe are still asleep, yet they are decent. They would never give their consent to this knowingly. Mm-hmm. You know, their, their strength depends on, you know, the, the little, you know, sleeping servant. To, well, that's right. They'll, 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 the they'll say do the bidding. people give power to the beast. Now, it doesn't matter if they're conned into it or not. The fact is you cannot, you cannot give your power to slaughter people to any beast. And but, but these guys at the top, remember, as I say, they literally plan. They plan the killings way ahead, sometimes many years ahead of what they do. And then they go home or they go to the opera or something. Uh, but you've got to understand what we're dealing with here. These are the top psychopaths. Yes, they are. And, and, and they, 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 you know, and they, they offer order and they offer a, a, they offer a path to people yeah. who are who are so terrified and so scared of, of what's coming. Mm-hmm. They, they offer them this, you know, this this you know, golden path to heaven. And these people just, you know, unsuspectingly, they walk down it, you know? That's right. And, I, you know, I would, I would say that, you know, our job is not to protest. It's, it's, we can't rationalize with these people. You, can't, you cannot negotiate either because uh, they're so, they are so firm in their convictions. Like, like that video on Maurice Strong, you'll hear him talking about uh, this guy is just as fervent uh, today, 30-odd years later after that video, still doing the same work. Um, Why, Alan, I, that's a big question of mine. Why, why would a 90-year-old man yeah. pursue, you know, uh-huh. it, I mean, well into his last days? Yeah. Why, why, would they, why would they do that? Because with them... It do they know something is. that we don't? Is there, is there something they have that we don't? I mean, it, obviously it, there is. They belong to the most fanatical religion ever devised. What you're seeing is a, a religious devotion. Nothing else comes close to it. It's a religious devotion. There's no doubt on that. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. Yeah. But thanks for calling, though. Thank you, Alan. Thank point. you for everything you do. Hey, hey, and I'd like to just tell... I, I'm sending you a donation. It's in the mail. I appreciate and I would that. like to just say to everyone... That it, 
you know what I'll tell you what once all the lights have gone out you will be alone in the dark with the monsters that's right okay so Alan Watt is a light you know well, thanks for saying so yeah and call again but yeah we're, we're really in uh, we're really in bad times and and we're going to understand what we're facing these guys are cold-blooded uh, calculating murderers when they introduced all the techniques to sterilize people, when they introduced uh, the soft-kill diseases for the Western world, the fast-kill for, for African and third worlds, that all came out after Kissinger declared that the greatest threat to the state was overpopulation. They went into action. They, they, they don't just sit and talk about things. When you hear things like this, they mean it, and they go ahead and they do it, they implement it. Now, there's Jeff from Colorado there. Are you there, Jeff? Yes. Hi, Ellen. Yes. Um, just a suggestion, by the way, to increase the amount of contributions. Yeah. Um, I, when I was making money, when I donated, it was a minimum of $50. <clears throat> well, I don't have that kind of money nowadays, and I really feel cheap throwing you $10. And I think psychologically, if you had like a tip jar there, you know, like a two-buck maximum, hit the mm-hmm. PayPal, bing, bing. I mean, yeah. dang, I tip bartenders all the time, Alan. I, I can yeah. tip you. <laughs> yeah. You know, the word donate is so heavy. But anyway... Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little riff in my family. I know you don't like to get preached to, but you brought up in your first three books the Trinity, mm-hmm. and I am a member of a quote cult, and we rejected the Trinity. We don't, you know, Jesus is, is the Son of God, not God. Mm-hmm. And my brother, who's a Freemason and a preacher, he was he was going crazy. And I was, like, why did you have that Trinity mentioned to the Council of Nicaea? Yes. In that one picture, why did you bring that up in that first book in connection with the Masons? Yeah, basically, the, the Trinity was a pre-Christian idea, and it goes into Gnosticism, uh, which never died, by the way. Gnosticism didn't die out at all; uh, to survived uh, for centuries in, in other areas. Uh, but um, the the pre-Christian Roman Empire already had their their prime trinities. And they had the alma mater as well for the for the mother, which they brought from Persia. And many of the elite inner circle that created uh, Christianity or took took on Christianity to be to be one of their religions belonged to the Mithraic cult. The Mithria, Mithraism also kept going for centuries afterwards, and Constantine himself was a member. Now, in ancient mystery religions, you always have a three times great, as like Hermes, Trimagistus. So they always have three times great, meaning three aspects of, or three, three certain types of abilities or, or talents or skills. And so even when they put it in to the Christian uh, uh, era, they had to disguise it once again for the inner uh, members. Now... Christianity, when it first came out, you've got to understand it was another, just another minor uh, Jewish sect. And there were many small Jewish sects at that time. You had the Essenes and different ones who had many Egyptian mystery religion parts contained within. And they had their Pythagorean uh, indoctrination. You had to have so many years of silence, etc., and poverty before you're allowed in to even eat with the brothers. That was, that was all the way from Pythagoras. The Catholic monasteries, some of them adopted those same Pythagorean standards. 
So you're really looking at, at, at inner religions within religions all down through the ages, and um, the Trinity has always been part of, of the mystery religion. You'll also find the same Trinity if you understand uh, what, what the, the Ka and the Ba have to do with the body of hmm. the mummy. If you understand those three things, you'll understand uh, the journey of soul. You'll, oh. under, you'll understand what the purpose of soul is, and I, you understand the completion of when it merges with spirit. Spirit, uh, Plato went into what spirit was that comes to you as the genii. Uh-huh. And then when it merges with soul and body, you have completion. You have the, the real trinity, which is body, soul, um, uh, and spirit, all in the one person. That's called perfection. Huh. Well, you know, that I, I'm a born-againer, and we believe, you know, that's exactly, I'm born again in the spirit, and I'm, you know. But I always, I look at the trinity, you know, that Jesus is God, I was almost like gang graffiti. Yeah. Uh, from creeping in, and I go, you know, the, the Freemasons, they like to say they're everywhere, and they're behind it all. And I said, you know, they, they look at that gang graffiti. Um, you know, I'm an accountant, and I, you know, I don't trust anything, so I frequently say, I'm 70% sure about this, I'm 80%, I'm 50 How sure are you about the stuff you talk about? Uh, pretty well uh, sure, because I, uh, in fact, even now I get nothing but confirmation over and over again from other articles. I read old books, etc. And uh, and to be honest with you, um, some of the some of the, the very rare history books which do exist uh, have so much in it that's kept from the from the mainstream, kept from schools, etc. Uh, that simply bolster all of this up. Um, history is always written, as you know, by by the winners in every era. I hear the music. Well, thanks yeah. a lot, Alan. But you, you hang in there, and uh, you will go into this kind of topic maybe more someday, because it's quite an interesting topic. Back with more after these messages. Hi, folks. This is Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the Matrix. I'm going to rush through a few articles here before the end of the show. And um, one is from SA News. Is San Antonio to get Air Force Cyber Command? Washington. Lackland AFB in San Antonio has been selected by Air Force officials as the headquarters for a new cyber command, an official close to the selection process said late Thursday. This was, um, this was printed on the, the 15th of May. So this is to do with cyber warfare. It isn't just country to country, etc. It's to do with attacking those people who are becoming problems on the Internet. But it's already going on, actually, and I've, I've talked about this before. There's an article that was printed on the 5th of May on the BBC. It says the U.S. needs digital warfare force. The head of America's National Security Agency says that America needs to build a digital warfare force for the future, according to reports. Lieutenant General Keith Alexander, who also heads the Pentagon's new Cyber Command, that'll be put up the one from the previous article, outlined his views in a report for the House Armed Services Subcommittee. In it, he stated that the U.S. need to organize its offensive and defensive cyber operations. So that's running full steam ahead. As I say, that they've already been doing it because I can get the hits on my firewall. It tells me who's been hitting me. And mind you, there's not a firewall that you can 
purchase. The public can't purchase because since 1995 it was made law that every computer and every device of communication out there must be accessible to government agencies, so they must be able to go through any firewall that you can purchase. That's the law. So they do. They do go through it. Now they have been trying people's hard drives and everything. I know that for a fact because I know some people that's happened to already. I've had computers all go down in the same day, different ones. So you know that you're being targeted if you're not, if you're saying something that's true, if you're affecting people's lives, you will be attacked. There's no doubt about it. If you're not attacked, then you're saying mainstream stuff, even mainstream conspiracy stuff. They don't mind that mainstream conspiracy stuff. That keeps you going round in circles forever anyway. And you never do anything with information. Or if you do, it's so off the wall, it sounds crazy to people who hear you. And let's see, what else would you want to mention tonight? Oh, yeah, now the, now the health authorities that just scared the bejesus out of everybody in Britain to do with the swine flu is now scaring the bejesus out of them and telling them that, that maybe there's a heat wave coming this, this summer. They don't know yet, but maybe there's one coming, and people have to make sure they have fair weather, friends, they can call in for aid in the event of a heat wave, etc., so, so that the health authority, and that's the word they use, the, the authorities, you see, they've become authorities, um, are talking about even doing home inspections just in case that your house is too hot. How is that? Eh? How is that? Makes you think, doesn't it? First, they come into Britain to inspect your refrigerator, just to get you used to having inspectors coming in and running your lives, and now they come in to see if your house is too warm, and they'll tell you to drink more water or something like that. Uh, you, you can't do anything, you see, without an expert telling you. That's what Bertrand Russell said. It's already happened. In Sweden, this article was from the local.se. Uh, they've now gone into gender-based abortion. I'm not surprised. Sweden runs the world, and so much of this, they've been socialists forever. Swedish health authorities have ruled that gender-based abortion is not illegal according to current law and cannot therefore be stopped according to report by Sverige Television. So everything's rolling ahead as planned, and that's it for tonight. I can hear the music coming in. So from Hamish and myself, from a very, very, very wet Ontario, Canada, it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you.